Welcome to the Nature Reliance Podcast, where we explore the history and practical experience of the great outdoors and discover new ways to connect with nature. I'm Craig Cottle, your guide through the fascinating world of natural living and survival skills through experiential education and interviews. Today's episode is brought to you by the Nature Reliance School Online Membership, an immersive online learning experience designed for outdoor enthusiasts just like you. Are you passionate about the outdoors? Do you crave more knowledge about disaster readiness, wilderness survival, bushcraft, tracking, and nature awareness? If so, the Nature Reliance School online membership is your gateway to a community of like-minded individuals, all dedicated to learning and sharing essential outdoor skills. With the Nature Reliance School online membership, you get exclusive access to a wealth of resources, including expert-led tutorials, interactive webinars, and a library of engaging courses, downloadable books, and documents. Whether you're a beginner or an experienced outdoorsman, there's always something new to learn. So don't wait. Click on the link below to join the Nature Reliance School online membership today. Embrace the wilderness, enhance your skills, and become part of a community that values nature as much as you do. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to another podcast episode from Nature Reliance Media. I'm your host, Tracy. Giving Craig a little break today from his podcast duties as he is prepping for a few classes this week. We are having our scout tracking class, which is a fantastic class. It's going to be held this weekend and Craig's out finalizing the details and gear for the class as well as he's teaching a private class on Wednesday. But don't worry, he'll be back next week with some more podcasts. I'm going to open up by making a statement, and I'm sure it's not going to shock too many people. And the statement is this. Smartphone GPS apps have rapidly replaced traditional handheld GPS units. If you've been listening to our podcast, then you're aware that I volunteer with a local search and rescue team. And I guess if you're new to the podcast, then you know that now. The team that I volunteer with will conduct somewhere between 50 and 55 search and rescue events per year. So if you are a lost or injured party and you have access to uh, cell service and you call 911, 911 dispatch service will connect us to you. And we have a list of several questions that we ask, but one of the first few questions that we're going to ask is, what is your battery life? I wish I had $100 for every time that we heard 2% of battery life left. So that's going to be the topic of this podcast. How do we save or extend the battery life of our phone while in the backcountry? And before we go any further, yes, that includes simple day hikes. Go back if you have time and listen to podcast number 12. It's titled National Parks 2017 Search and Rescue Stats. That podcast details search and rescue events stats of all nature, but Day hikes account for 42% of all SAR events, while overnight trips represent 13%. Several reasons for this, but that might be another podcast uh, in and of itself. The critical issue for this podcast is don't overlook the importance of phone communication, even for short hikes where cell service is available. Now, before we get into the details of the podcast, please remember that you can support this podcast by donating directly. We'll have a link in the show notes where you can do that. 
We have a $1, $4, and $10 options per month. Or if you wish, you can support us by shopping the companies we have established affiliation agreements with. You will receive 10, 15, 20% discounts on products. And then once you purchase the products, we get a very small percentage of that. So that is a win-win situation. There will be a link in the show notes that will take you right to the discount page on our website. So you'll have a whole list of them. So before we get into the list of options on how to save your battery life, let me make this statement because we still run into people who don't quite understand that smartphones of today can still operate the GPS even when they drop cell service. So every opportunity I'm going to put it out. Modern day smartphones have a dedicated GPS chip that works exactly the way the handheld Garmin's did years ago that I carried. So whenever cell service drops, you still have the GPS location working. What doesn't work is your mapping service because the mapping update downloads comes through that cell service, cell data. So in order to operate a GPS app, you need to download those maps. You can even download the apps for Google Maps as you're traveling. I travel in some very rural areas doing my work. So I have downloaded on Google the maps that cover my service area. So if I do happen to get into a stretch with no cell service, I can flip over and use the downloaded map. So be sure and download your maps and your GPS service on your phone will continue to work even if cell service drops. And one last thing before we get to the list, I guess since we're talking about GPS and navigation, I need to stress that you need a backup for your smartphone and that backup should be a paper map and compass combo and you need to know how to use them. So let's get into the list. Item number one is so simple. When you leave your vehicle or your campsite, you need to leave with a fully charged battery. Yeah, that's pretty obvious, but you'd be surprised at the number of people who leave their vehicle with less than a fully charged battery. Easy, easy situation to correct. Number two, use the airplane mode on your smartphone. So after you download your maps, Place your phone in airplane mode before heading out. Our team members on the, on the search and rescue team do this all the time. This step should keep your phone from continually trying to establish cell or network connection with the towers and or updating apps that are running in the background. This is a simple step that will significantly extend your battery life. If you find yourself in need of cell service, let's say uh, to make a phone call or to check a text message or to send a text message, then turn the mode off, conduct what business you need to do, and then turn it right back into airplane mode. Keep in mind that your Wi-Fi and Bluetooth services probably are still on even in airplane mode, possibly. So discontinue those features uh, if you find they're draining your battery as well. And again, yes, even in airplane mode, your GPS chip is still communicating with the satellites. The app Gaia GPS works great like this, and Gaia is one of those affiliate companies that I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. You get 20% off your purchase, and it works fantastic. The Gaia GPS is the official app that we use on the teams uh, whenever we're out conducting events, even to the point now where we don't even carry handheld GPSs anymore. There's usually four of us. So even if a phone goes down within the the team, we still have three other phones working, and then we always carry a a paper map as, as backup. Number three is avoid extreme temperatures and weather. Extreme temperatures can dramatically affect your phone and battery, 
So take measures to, to eliminate those extremes. According to the Apple website, for example, iPhones have an operating temperature between 32 degrees and 95 degrees Fahrenheit. So if you're going to be operating outside of that established norm, take precautions to eliminate any issues. For instance, in cold weather, which seems to be the major issues that I run into, store your phone on the inside of your clothing, not in an outside pocket. Your body heat will help keep your battery warm. Another option would be to place the hand warmers next to your phone. And if your phone gets really cold, your battery life may drop really fast. If this occurs, warm your phone back up and it should operate as expected. I've, I've only incurred that once. And I just held the phone next to my body. My body temperature uh, raised it up and, and it, it worked fine. And keep in mind that if you're trying to charge your phone's battery while disabled by like, you know, cold temperatures, it, it's going to be very unproductive to do that. So you may need to warm your phone up before you start charging. Now, in extreme heat, that can be more problematic to solve. Where I'm located, Central Kentucky, we really don't have the extreme heat to deal with. A 95 degree day in the summer is going to be a very hot day for us. But keep in mind that exposure to high temperatures can cause permanent damage. While the cold, you may have issues, but they're rarely permanent. And once you warm your phone back up, then the phone typically operates as as normal. So what can we do for extreme heat? One thing is keep the phone out of direct sunlight. I've done it in the vehicle before, left it laying out, the sun comes through the glass really warm and I get back in and I have that message, you know, that your phone's too hot to operate, cool it down first. You can try even removing the phone from its case as the case may hold heat in. Taking that rubber case off may allow air to circulate and may help you. Placing your phone deep inside uh, your pack and possibly wrapping the phone in your clothes will help to insulate it from the heat. Now, obviously, this leaves your phone in a less than desirable location if you're using it, but that is an option to get you through the, the high temperature section of the day. And number four is shut down apps that's not needed. Many apps operate in the background even when not opened or operating, depending on your settings. Shut everything down that's not in use. You can always open up the app as needed. So with iPhones, you can go to settings in general and then background app refresh. And I think with Android, you go to something like settings and battery and more and battery use. So take a look at those settings and, and shut those apps down. I'm as guilty as anyone. I have so many apps that I operate during the day. But heck, when you go out to the, to the wilderness, to the woods, to go on a hike, you're trying to get away from everything. So just go ahead and shut everything down. That will preserve your battery life. Number five is customized location services. Turning off location services for apps is another option. For example, if you use your camera to take pictures, and, and who doesn't, I, I do, you can turn the location service off. You won't have the location data attached to your photos, but most people don't even use that data anyway. I don't. If your location service is turned on, your phone will request location data via cell service and attach to each photo. So that process of reaching out, pulling that data in will, will drain your battery. So turning it off will help. Number six is lower your screen brightness. The best way I've found to do this is to manually adjust the brightness to the dimmest level that allows you to see your maps. Now, for the search and rescue team, we mostly operate at night, so we don't need that bright, bright screen to see. 
but in daylight, the brightness may have to be turned up. Uh, keep that in your mind and adjust as you go, and that will save your battery life. Number seven, consider turning off your phone when you don't need it. Now, if you're traveling in a group, everyone won't need their phones on to navigate. So let's say in a party of four, have two people keep their phone on and two people keep their phone off. This allows for extended use uh, in case of emergency. In the Gaia app GPS that we recommend, tracks and waypoints can easily be transferred between smartphones. So periodically when you stop to rest or at the campsite, you can airdrop the track and waypoints uh, between all members very easily with Gaia GPS. Number eight, number eight is a big one. It's bring a battery back up. So many options for battery packs out there today. I use the Anchor Power Core 5000. It's a slim battery pack and it just mirrors up to the back of my phone. It's thinner than my actual phone. So it just mirrors up. I can slide it right into my pocket or I can slide it into my chest rig that I carry for search and rescue events. That particular battery pack will allow me to charge my iPhone one full charge. These are just too cheap and lightweight not to carry with you. The, the one I carry is 5.6 ounces, and it costs about 40 bucks. Now, for longer trips, there are many options out there. Consider purchasing some type of solar battery pack that uh, or panel that you can charge uh, while at camp, or they even have them where you can clip them to the back of your pack and, and charge as you go if the sun's out. Number nine is turn your screen off as soon as possible. This is called auto lock in iPhones. I'm not sure what it's called for um, Androids, but you can do this manually just by turning your phone off when you get through using for whatever purpose. But in the iPhones, you have a auto lock setting and you can go in there and set it as low as possible. I checked my iPhone whenever I started recording this and it's set at four minutes, but you can set it as low as 30 seconds. So be sure and check that out. There's no sense for the screen to be on an extra three minutes or three and a half minutes in my case, whenever I'm not looking at it. So that's a good setting to check. And then the last one, number 10, I just threw in some odds and ends here. Turn off the visual effects like live wallpaper. Know which apps use the most battery. You can do that by checking the status and settings. Once you know which apps use the most batteries, you can make choices there to either turn them off or eliminate them. Choose the dark mode. I've read a couple articles where this will save the battery life. And then update your phone software. Some of the uh, software updates, the firmware, will update battery life usage and preserve that battery life. So there you have it. Those are 10 quick and easy ways to uh, extend the battery life of your smartphone. So the next time you're out, keep these in mind and, and see if that doesn't improve your battery life. So I'm sure there's more. And if you do something different, Pass that on to Craig and I, and we'll add it to our list. We'll be doing more podcasts like this in the future, and we'll just add it to the list. And in that way, as with Nature Reliance School and all things, you can come on, join in, and we can all learn together. And that wraps up another fantastic episode of the Nature Blinds podcast. I hope today's journey has inspired you to explore and connect with the natural world in new and exciting ways. 
Before I say goodbye, remember to check out the Nature Reliance School online membership. If today's episode sparked your interest in wilderness skills and outdoor adventures, this online community is the perfect place for you to start or continue your journey. You can currently sign up for a year for only $99 and get two months for free. Click the link below to discover a world of expert-led courses, engaging content, and a vibrant community eager to share their knowledge and experiences. Whether you're starting your outdoor journey or looking to deepen your existing skills, the Nature Reliance School online membership is here to guide you. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe for more adventures and share this podcast with your fellow nature enthusiasts. Until next time, come on, join in. Let's learn together.